live. We like to say good morning to everyone, and we thank and praise God for his many blessings, and we thank and praise the Lord for allowing us to be in his presence and in the presence of God's people this morning. We would like to invite your attention this morning to the book of Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, and we're going to be at chapter number two. You know, it's sometimes when we we ourselves um, make preparations to to bring forth a word, uh, we sometimes think we've got what God wants us to give, but at that very moment, he will change. Uh, well, I won't say he would change it. What he would do, he would drop in your spirit what he would want to bring forth to his people. And uh, I had originally... <laughs> And I guess I'm just about every Sunday I'm saying this. Uh, I had originally uh, was going to bring something about the no-name generation. And I was kind of excited about that. I was really excited about that. And as I was meditating on that, then the Lord dropped this in my spirit. So I have to be obedient to what the Lord says. And what he dropped in my spirit as I was thinking on something else that I felt like God had given me, but, you know, it was just in me, but he dropped before the coming of the Lord, before the coming of the Lord. Now, with everything that's happening and with the weather as it is and everything seems to be chaotic and it seems like violence is everywhere, uh, God is preparing his people uh, to meet his coming or be prepared for his coming. But he wants to reveal to us, and I'm just going to try to teach this thing this morning, about things that's going to happen before the coming of the Lord. And we're going to find our first uh, scripture in the book of Second Thessalonians, chapter number 2. And we will begin reading uh, at verse number 1. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken or disturbed in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Now, we need to make sure we pay close attention to what we're about to see in the next few verses. Father, bless your word, sanctified in the name of Jesus. Verse number three says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And then verse 4 says, Who opposes and exhorteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, Showing himself that he is God. Now God says before the coming of the Lord, there are some signs, there are some things 
we need to be on our God. The main thing, he says, there will be a spirit of deception throughout the land, throughout the world. It's not just about a nation. It's not just about, about America, but it, it is about the entire world. There will be a spirit of deception. And see, verse 3, going back to it, he says, let no man deceive you because the first thing that has to happen is a falling away, a falling away first. And then it says, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction, which is the son of corruption. So there has to be first, besides the deception, uh, there has to be a falling away first. And Oftentimes, we've heard people say, well, you know, there's gonna, people going to be falling away. They're going to be leaving God. Well, part of that's true. But what is going to happen is there are going to be people that are defecting from the faith. They're going to be defecting from the faith. They're going to be renouncing um, the kingdom of light for the kingdom of darkness. So what do I mean? They're going to be defecting from the faith. And what the Lord gave me was it's just like an athlete when they have all these, these games and you go to these different countries, and especially when they come to America, once they get here, sometimes some of those athletes, they will defect from their country. And so what is going to happen and what we're going to see before the coming of the Lord we will see people defecting from the kingdom of light and they're going to be in the kingdom of darkness. That's a sign that, that's important for us to understand. That is a sign. You will see believers defecting from the kingdom of light, but they're going to end up finding themselves in the kingdom of darkness. So when you see this, do not be surprised because this is a sign before the coming of the Lord. It's a, it's a sign. They're going to renounce the kingdom of light and they're going to enter in and begin to accept the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Now, the next sign what God wants to see is this. We're going to 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. Just want to teach because we want to make sure we get this in our spirit. Because sometimes when people get so excited and hoop and holler and scream, they miss the message. They miss the word of God. And so when, when, when the enemy comes, they get deceived. You know, they, they, they follow after the wrong thing. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, number 5 beginning at verse number 1, he says, But of the times and the seasons brothering, Ye have no need that I write unto you. Verse 2 says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Hmm. Verse 3 says, For when they shall say, What do they say? For when they say, For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So the next thing that we are going to find is 
You're going to hear people saying, peace, it's going to be peace. It's, you know, everything's going to be so wonderful. Peace, peace and safety. Everything's all right. You know, you don't have to worry about nothing. But the Bible says then there will come sudden destruction. Out of nowhere, things will change. See, that's how the enemy likes to fool us sometimes. We think when everything appears to be fine, everything appears to be peaceful. What happens is the enemy is about to come. I mean, when he comes, he's going to come suddenly. And so you do not want to be off God because sometimes there's a false peace. It's just like, thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just like right before a storm. It seems like everything appears to be very quiet very peaceful but when that storm comes i'm talking about in the natural but when that storm comes up most of the time it's suddenly and next thing you know you've got lightning flashing you got hail falling and then you have sudden destruction so we want to make sure that before the coming of the lord we are able to recognize all the signs before his coming See, we do not want to be caught off God. I don't want to be caught off God. Amen. So, so don't, don't, don't get caught up and think everything is okay. That's what I said last week when I told you all, and probably a month or so ago as well, we've gotten too uh, 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 relaxed. You know, America, we've gotten too relaxed. We said because of the vaccine, everybody's, everything's okay. We're peaceful. We, we, we began to step back on the things that we need to be conscious and aware of. And what happened, what happened was all of a sudden now here we back, here we are back at a place where the virus is back on the rise. But what we did, we got comfortable because we began to think that the vaccine was going to take care of us. The devil is alive. God said, go and hide yourself until his wrath, until his indignation is over. So man cannot determine whether or not everything's going to be okay. See, they want you to think everything's fine, everything is peaceful. Oh, we're going to open up 50%, we're going to open up 100%, come on down here to the beach and celebrate. And what happens? All over 38 states, uh, all of a sudden, all this thing's going up again, and we get all this stuff going on. Peace and safety. They were secured in the words of man. When God said, go hide yourself, huh, that's what the Lord said. So you, you can't get caught up in what man is saying. You can't get caught up in what man is saying. Now, we're going to travel a little bit. Let's go to the book of Revelations, chapter number 6. Revelations, chapter number 6. Show you something. Revelations, chapter number 6. Before the coming of the Lord, know the signs. Know the signs. Revelations chapter 6. Are we there? Verse number 4. It says, And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that set thereon to take peace where? From the earth. And that they should kill one another, and there were given unto him a great sword. Now, it talks about chaos. It talks about violence. It talks about peace being taken from the earth. If we look around, peace is being taken away from the earth. 
and, and, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. All these are the signs before the coming of the Lord. It, it goes on and it says now, it's, it says the peace is going to be taken from the earth. And they talked about they're going to be killing one another. There will be weapons of destruction. Everywhere you turn around, when you think everything is quieting down, bam, here comes something else. Here comes destruction. Here comes these, these weapons of destruction that comes forth from man. But when we see all these things and we think, oh, my Lord, what's going on? It's in the book. It's already been written. It's already been preordained, preordained. Now, in verse number, verse number five, it says, and, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld, lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. You will see that the balances is, is a symbol of the scarcity of food. Not only the scarcity of food, but there is also a scarcity of people receiving and giving the word of God. Because people have gotten comfortable sitting at home in their pajamas and watching. Uh, other day, someone called me and they said, you know, they was very upset. You know, we know we got Easter coming up. What, remember, Easter's a pagan holiday, right? We do know that. Okay. Ain't about no bunny rabbits and hiding eggs and all that mess. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's a pagan holiday. Read the word. All, almost a year, they hadn't had not had services at that church. But all of a sudden, because this thing they call Easter, they were going to have a parking lot service. Excuse me. If you, if you can do it on what man thing called Easter, why couldn't you do it them other 11 months having parking lot service so people can get the word of God? See, we think people are stupid. And they asked the young lady, said, are you going? She said, no. So if you could do it, if we can do it now because of something comes up with Easter and they want to wear their little flock and they want to wear them little dresses, they didn't want pay with, with the little stimulus money. But the whole 11 months prior to that, you couldn't even have service. What was the enemy has silenced the church and, and, and the church does not understand what's going on. If, if the mouth of the saints of God, if the mouth of the church is, is closed, how are people going to be delivered? How are you going to get the word of God? And, and she said, well, I'm not going. And I, and I couldn't tell her, yeah, you need to. Because she understood truth. That was not right. Can I get an amen? But it's happening everywhere. So spiritually, think that there's a drought in God's people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spiritually, there is a drought in God's people. And that's all because they're not taking in the spiritual word, which we need in order to grow. And then, of course, that, that the food is going to change. Watch and see. Watch and see things are going to change when it comes down to food. Amen? Representing that, 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 that black horse, okay? Scarcity of, of provisions. And then verse number 6 says, And I heard a voice, hmm, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Verse 7 says, And when he had opened the fourth seal, 
I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. What are we going to see in this eighth verse? What are we going to see that's going to be coming? Now, verse number eight says, and I looked and behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was, what's the first thing? Death. After death, it says, and hell followed with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill what it's going to do to kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth in other words there is going to become a combination of all of it death hunger and the sword all of a sudden all of these things are going to be happening at one time now let me show you something that i also discovered something else I also discovered. Now, let's go to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter number 6. Zechariah chapter number 6. Show us something. Zechariah chapter number 6. You remember what we just read in the book of Revelations? We talked about the different horses and said all these things are symbolic. Now, when we go to Zechariah chapter number 6, Watch what we're going to hear. Watch what's, what was already. It's just like God had given it to Zechariah, and, and it's futuristic, okay? Now, verse uh, number one, in chapter number six in the book of Zechariah, it says, And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains, and the mountains were mountains of brass. Watch verse 2. It says, in the first chariot were, what? Red horses. Did we not read that in Revelation? And then it says, and, and, um, and in the second chariot came black horses. Okay? The red representing peace being taken away. All right? The black represents the scarcity or food, or, or famine, whether spiritual or physical. And then verse 3 says, And in the third chariot, white horses. And in the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. Hmm. And then it says, Then I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? Watch verse number 5. And the angel answered and said unto me, these are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. Hmm. It's the exact same thing John sees in the book of Revelations. Zechariah also sees it in chapter number six. Is that not amazing? You got New Testament and you got Old Testament, but they're revealing the same thing. Signs, signs we're going to see before the coming of the Lord. Now, the next place we want to go is Matthew's chapter number 24. This is one of my favorites. Matthew chapter number 24. Chapter number 24, the book of Matthew. Before the coming of the Lord. 
this particular scripture has a, uh, the, a, a, a wonderful meaning, a precious meaning to me, being that when the Lord called me into ministry, when I had a dream, this particular scripture that I'm going to give you was the scripture that I was preaching when God showed me and when God called me to, call, to preach the gospel. I had been running for such a long time, and, and, and one of my friends, I said to him, because I had seen him preaching, and I told him, I said, now, God is calling you to carry the gospel. He ain't, he ain't calling me. I mean, it's not me. Uh, I said, it's too much trouble in that river. It's too much trouble there. I, I don't want no part of that. Sitting around teaching and all that stuff with other people, that was, that was fine. But when you take on that mantle, then it becomes that much more difficult, okay? So that night, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm secured, I'm comfortable. And that night about 4 a.m., I saw myself in a white robe, and I was preaching this particular text. And I have never, I started preaching in 1983. Until today will be the first time that I've preached this particular scripture. All right. Now, because it's going to be an, an, a part of before the coming of the Lord. Now, Matthew chapter number 24. Verse number 37, verse number 37, Matthew. It says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. As the days of Noah. Hmm. The days of Noah, the way the days of Noah were, this is how when the Lord's coming is going to be. So what we're going to see in our, in our timing now, in our generation, that we will see a comparison of what was happening in the days of Noah. We, we'll be seeing it today. We're going to prove it with Scripture. Verse number 38 says this. Verse number 38. It says, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Hmm. All right. 39 says, And knew not until the flood came, and they took them away, so also the coming of the Son of Man be. See, right now, people are just ignorant of what's going on. They're caught up in everything, every way. They, they, they're dissatisfied in, in what they're doing. But God says there are some things that is similar or some things exactly as it was in the days of Noah before the flood came. All right, now, let's go to the book of Genesis and let's see what God is talking about before it's going to be the same way as, as, as it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Noah. <laughs> so shall it be when the Lord returns. All right? We're going to go to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 6. First place we're going to look at. Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter number 6. Are we there? Verse 1 says, And it came to pass... When men began to do what? Multiply. When they began to increase on the face of the earth and daughters 
were born unto them. The first thing that we see that happened then that is happening now is the increase of population. There's increasing population. Right now, in the next couple of years, we will have about 8 billion people on the earth or more. Increase in population. Why do you think a lot of times they have wars? Got too many folk. And it brings about a famine when you don't have enough provision for the people that you have. Why do you think people are starving in all these foreign countries? They've got such a population, but they don't have enough food to feed them. So they will allow them to die. So we have to be careful. We have to be on watch. Watch the population. Then you wonder why all these folk are dying. Is it population control? So you've got to learn to think outside the box. Okay? Are you with me? All right. Now, the next thing that we're going to see, hmm, because with population increase, it results in a famine, it results in food shortages, and it results in wars. Now, the next thing we're going to see before the coming of the Lord is verse number 5 in Genesis chapter number 6. Verse 5 says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. Are things not wicked now? People are out of control. Violence is out of control. When you can go in and just kill people at random and with, with, with craziness in your mind, violence is out of control. When you can go up into a grocery store where people are trying to buy food and kill people, it's, it's out of control. This is exactly the same way it was in the days of Noah, except it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. He says the wickedness of man was great. Is not the wickedness of man great right now? Can, can, you, can you imagine how it's going to be on down the road? It's going to be worse. These are signs before the coming of the Lord. We need to get off of that stool of not thinking, not, not trusting, not believing, not studying the word. We need to know what's going to be happening. We need to know these things because we don't want to get caught off God and left behind. God is warning us before he comes back. But we're just like they were in the days of Noah. The Bible said they were marrying and giving. In other words, they were celebrating. Are we celebrating now? Oh, it's all right. We got it under control. And what did the people do? It revealed the wickedness of their heart. Because first thing they wanted to do was go celebrate, to go party. Think. Think. <laughs> These are all signs before the coming of the Lord. Now, let's drop down. Let's drop down now to verse number 11 in Genesis chapter number 6. Remember the scripture says in Matthew 24, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be with the coming of the Lord. With all, it tells all they, they were doing. Now, verse number 11 says, the earth also was corrupt before God 
And the earth was filled with what? Violence. The earth was filled. The earth now is filled with violence. Peace has been taken from the earth. Earth, I mean, it is, you have, it's, there comes time when you don't know whether to go or not go. And if you get on a highway, the people driving is crazy. I mean, you, you do good and you do well to be able to survive and get back home. Because the, 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 mind, the mindset of, of mankind is so uh, uh, disrupted. It's, it just, it's, it's, it's just so in, in such a race. It, it, it's, we will begin to see mankind to be a, a to, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He will be the beast that's within him. Because, you know, we all have a beast in us. Huh? And the beast is showing up out of mankind right now. Because he's, he's, he's very violent, very, very violent. And watch verse number 12, verse number 12, okay? Because it does say that uh, because of a sin, iniquity, the love of many going to wax cold. Where is love today? <laughs> where is people's love? Where, 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 where is it love? Where is love now? It says because of iniquity, because of sin, the love of many will wax cold. People don't love like they used to. Mm-mm. No. But watch verse number 12 in Genesis chapter number 6. Watch, watch verse number 12. It says, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way up on the earth. Do we not think God is not looking? He's looking. He's looking. The same way he did in Noah's day, he is looking now at, at the heart of mankind because it says the heart and the thoughts of man was continuously evil. These are signs before the coming of the Lord. Now, verse 13 says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, through mankind. And then he says, And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. How did God deal with the unbinding wickedness of, of mankind in Noah's day? He sent worldwide judgment. Worldwide judgment. And what was that judgment? That judgment was in the form of a flood. God's judgment came to the people of Noah in Noah's day in the form of a flood. And only eight people were saved. I wonder what kind of judgment God is going to send upon the earth now. What kind of judgment is he going to send? 
We we got we we got everything going on. And he said, and and he and now what I love about God, he he shows about his his mercy. He puts this rainbow. So sometimes we just think that that rainbow is just something just beautiful in the sky. But that is a covenant God has made with mankind that he will not destroy man again with a flood. But he will send forth the final act as fire. But the thing is, look at all these things that's happening in between. Before we get to the worldwide judgment. A few days ago. When the tornadoes hit Mississippi and Alabama, especially Alabama, there were 24 tornadoes to hit one area. Even that made me shiver when the moment I said it. 24 tornadoes in one place. That is unheard of. But you know what? Man still has not awakened. Mankind is still rebellious. Because, see, that's what wickedness is. It's rebelliousness. Mankind is still rebellious. Eight souls. Eight souls. Eight souls were saved out of the whole world. That's scary. How is it? How is it that in such a world, but see, God always have a remnant. He always have something left over. Always have that. I want to be a part of the remnant. Whatever's going to happen in this world, when that time comes, and it talks about that no-name generation, I want to be a part of that generation. It's not the X generation, not the Y generation, or the millennial generation. No. There's going to come a no-name generation that's going to be willing to do the will of God. They will obey his commands, and whenever he speaks, they will go forward and do what God says do. That's a generation that has not been named yet. Because, see, man, man likes to put a name to things. They love to put a name to things. But let me, let me, let me, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's go now to Revelations, and this is our last few verses, because we know bad weather is supposed to be here throughout the rest of the afternoon. Revelations chapter number 16. Revelations chapter number 16, and we're almost done. Revelations chapter number 16. Hmm. And we're going to look at verse number 9. Revelations chapter number 16. You know, when Noah was preaching all those many years, man still didn't repent. And when they realized what he was doing, and see what was strange about in Noah's days, that was never, they had never ever seen a cloud at least talking about rain. So they did not believe him at all. How is it now? Even today, people do not believe that God will release his wrath upon the people. We're caught up on God's grace and God is a loving God. Yeah, he is a loving God, but he is also a God of wrath. We're seeing the wrath of God continuously. Revelations 
chapter number 16. Hmm. Verse number 9 says, And men were scorched with great heat. What did they do? And they blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues, and they did not what? They did not repent to give him glory. As difficult as the times were, and all that mankind or mankind will go through, man still would not repent. That's how it is today. Man will not repent. I mean, sometimes I, I, God would take us through, through traumatic experiences and, and situations and circumstances in our life. And you know how it is. We get on our deathbed and we begin to beg God if, if you just get me up this time. I promise you. Y'all heard that stir or seen that stir? I promise you I won't do it again. And just as soon as we get up, we back to the old way. The Bible says man would not repent. Man would not repent. Man, see, we will see that before the coming of the Lord. We see that now. Man is not repenting for his acts, for his action, for his wickedness. Man is not repenting. Hmm. Verse number 10 says, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the, the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnaw their tongues for pain. They were in pain. It was difficult. Watch verse number 11. And they blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. They did not repent of their deeds. Same thing today. Man is not repenting of their deeds. We will see all of that before the coming of the Lord. We're going to see all that before the coming of the Lord. Now, here's a scripture I didn't put up, but I want to take us there because Second Peter, Second Peter, I want, I want to give us the scripture because I want to make sure we have everything that God wants us to know. And there is much more that's going to happen before the coming of the Lord. Second Peter chapter number three. This is where we are now. Because we mock the word of God. We mock truth. We laugh at truth. We, you know, people don't think about salvation is so great, being saved. They, they, they don't think that's a wonderful thing anymore. They, they, they laugh at when you try to want to live holy and live righteous. And they laugh about that. But Second Peter chapter number three. Looking at verse number three. Verse three say, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. They follow their own lust. Watch verse number four. And this is what they're saying. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, meaning since they, they died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. In other words, they don't believe God's going to burn this place up. 
They saying back in back in in, in, in in Peter's day, they saying, Oh, where is he at? You keep talking about he coming back. Where is he? Let me tell y'all something. He is closer now than he was then. And we can play around all we want to. But a day of reckoning is coming for every mankind. And we're going to see this thing before the coming of the Lord. Before the coming of the Lord. And I understand things seem to be getting a little dire out there. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to end up right now so we can all be safe, get home safely. Amen. Before the coming of the Lord. Before the coming of the Lord. Look for the signs every day because there are signs. There are signs, y'all. There are signs. Don't get caught off God. Don't get caught off God. God is warning. He changed my word. After I didn't vote, after I didn't sit there and, okay, God, I got this, all of a sudden he's, boom, before the coming of the Lord. Tell the people, you better start watching for the signs. And draw closer to God. Every moment, every second, every hour, we got to get closer and closer to him. Because the Bible says he's coming like a thief in the night. We don't know when he's coming. But he's coming. If we had known, when the, the, the Bible said if the good man had known that the thief was going to break in his house, he would have been on watch. We as mankind, we need to get on watch because God's coming and he's showing it every, every day. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 All right. All right. We're going to go ahead and we're going to lift our tithes.